Australia's number one mumcast is NHM I Got It From My Mama with Beck and Sarge. For the little unicorn, explore, play, discover, grow. NHM I Got It From My Mama, Mama writes. Beck, your blogs on our NHM are quite good. (laughs) I love your blogging. Have you always been good at creative writing when Mm. you're at school? I used to enjoy creative writing and I always used to think that I would write stories and things, but... um, from my own experience, the stories ran out, really, and they ran out before I left school. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the creative one. I know that um, I've never really been into writing as such. Like, obviously, my background is stand-up comedy, and I can have a burl at writing something. I've noticed whenever I try to write a blog post for NHM, it takes me forever. Yeah. So I just get a bit impatient about it. It's yeah. a really full-on thing, isn't it, writing something properly and doing the grammar and everything perfectly? See, that's the side I don't mind. It's thinking – my problem is thinking of a topic. If I've got a topic and someone's given – So maybe I should spurt ten topics at you and then you can – Yeah, I can do it. That's all I need. See, it's the initial idea that I'm terrible at. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we need for our blog and about Mm. mm, ten more hours a day each maybe to make it perfect. Yeah, we're just trying to chase our tail and do everything Mm. else. Essentially, but um, yeah, so this episode is about mama rights. I obviously, being from Melbourne, I know a lot of people who uh, have wanted novels and um, wanted to get them published. And uh, the thing I always used to say about writing is everyone has a book in them. The fact is, um, just if the book's any good. (laughs) (laughs) I know my ex spent years writing a novel and never got it published, and I think that. I think that if you – I don't know, though. They do say that, you know, some of the greatest writers were never published, so – That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we were – my past, past life was in the book industry. Oh, and my it's gosh, really? Yep, Is it? It's super, super cutthroat. And we weren't even in the fiction side. This was only in the non-fiction side. Can I, so I can just imagine what fiction was like. So what do you mean, like, cutthroat? Oh, you, it's hard to just – it's hard Is to it? get in. So if, if you – we had these amazing books – and so a lot of self-published authors would come to us and they would bring the books in and, you know, you'd read them and think, oh, that's so great, but I'm not the person to talk to. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't make it. You need to – some of the time it's not what you know, it's who you know as a, a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, it's very hard. I think once you've made one, you know, you're pretty good, you get to get the next one along, but it's pretty hard to get to make that – Make it the one person that can get in there. I know, for example, that um, the podcast station that I own, Newcastle Podcast Station, produces Steph DeSouza from MasterChef's show and Poe uh, from uh, MasterChef has written a lot of books and sometimes even when they're selling, the writer doesn't make any money. How does that work? Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm surprised. I yeah. would be surprised at that actually, yeah. But <laughs> Steph was saying to me, she's even in Big Dubs. She's even in Big W yeah. and she's not making Well, see, money. so Big W yeah. is the hardest because they oh. don't pay much and oh, they okay. refuse to pay much and they'll only take bestsellers oh, or what okay. they think is going to be a bestseller and, but the distributor basically makes nothing. So they've got to get them almost direct from the publishing house and you just you just can't make money on them because they oh. because they discount the books so heavily – you're just not making much money on them. It's really hard. But then it's also good to get into Big W because that's where you sell them. Yeah, right, I guess. Mm. Okay, well, we can talk to Laura all about this. And if you are a mama writer out there, take heart because you're about to find out how to make it a proper career maybe. NHM, I got it from my mama, would love your support. To help out, review us in your podcast app, win incredible mama and family experiences at nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com.
We're super proud to be sponsored by the Little Unicorn Early Education Centres at Honeysuckle, Broadmeadow and Charlestown Square. They're locally owned and child focused and all of their educators are highly trained and love children. My kids go to the Little Unicorn Charlestown and I'm so happy with their development. Not only that, but all of the food is cooked uh, on site. Their menu varies from season to season and you don't even have to provide nappies the little unicorn does it all discover more the little unicorn.com.au explore play discover grow let's scroll together NHM Newcastle Hunter Mummers on Facebook and Instagram. NHM, I got it from my mum with Beck and Sarge. And there's a lot of people uh, that grew up with me in Melbourne in the arts community who dreamed of having a life like Laura Jackal where she writes. She is a professional writer for Mamma Mia. She's also involved in Newcastle Writers Festival. She's worked for She Said and Sunday Life. Tell us a little bit about your journey as a writer and for those mums out there who want to start a blog etc etc have you got any tips for them yeah sure well I'll start with my own experience so I did a degree in communications in the UK back in the 90s late 90s and came over to Australia and um, as living in Newcastle there weren't many sort of media style creative jobs here so I ended up going into more of a marketing events um, career and worked in that field for about 10 years before I had kids Um, but I always love writing I love the writing component of working in communication so I used to try and you know um, hustle to get those media releases so that I could write them or the articles for the in-house newsletters things like that so that I could practice my writing and I went to a couple of um, evening courses as well to hone my skills because I knew I wanted to try and get better I think that's you know important to try and get better we can always get better And then I just started sending articles to editors, you know, just started to kind of um, have a go. And when we went went travelling, my husband and I, before we had kids in 2006, and I sent a piece to the then, I think he was the travel editor at the Newcastle Herald, and we'd been to Peru, which was, you know, not the most usual place to travel, you know, at that time. And he accepted it. I had some great Mm -hmm. photos to go with it. Wow, how cool. So it was nice. It was a little start. It really sort of kick-started my thought, well, if I can get published. So how many years ago was that now? 13 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what did that feel like to see your stuff in print? It was so nice. I remember I kind of, yeah, it was like I remember having a glass of champagne and being so (laughs) proud to see, yeah, to see my name in print. And um, that wasn't paid, so that was just a, you know, just got it in print. And then, so I developed a a slight sort of relationship with that particular journalist and sent him a couple more. We moved up to Darwin for a few months. You know, I kind of guessed, you start thinking about things that might be interesting to to readers and if you read yeah. a lot you know what interests you right so I was thinking along those lines so when we moved to Darwin I wrote about that got that published in the Herald and then as life changed you know we had kids I guess I started writing about parenting because that was what was happening in my life and in that stage 2010 there I didn't feel there was an awful lot of real honest authentic writing around being a parent absolutely no, that's only come about I think then. in the yeah. couple of like five years or so that's right. yeah yeah so I sent an article about how hard I found parenting I think it was to a local magazine at the time called my child and who are unfortunately no longer um publishing and that got published and then it kind of went from there that was my first paid piece I just kept doing it I just kept trying kept trying to send it I got rejected so many times really you know, oh dozens and dozens of times wow that's amazing and I just kept 
kept on going and I'd sort of stalk you know the places that I wanted to be printed by I kept you know trying to send them um, things so like the Guardian um, is I love the Guardian I read the Guardian all the time I got a piece published by them um, it was in their family um, supplement which they came out on the weekend and you know I just kept trying and I for, for quite a few years I hadn't heard back you don't even hear back half the time mm. from editors which is oh, quite normal because so, they're busy yeah. and it's but it's really disheartening i think Beck, so, have you worked on the editor side oh yeah yeah she's one of those uh, yeah. mean people no they're <laughs> just busy and i think yeah. you really if you really want to get something published and you've re- you, so you, i think the main tips i would say for mums out there that are interested is really know who you want to write for really look at what they currently publish even you know down to their headlines what are they what are they sort of publishing currently? How can you fit into that? Um, hone your skills and your talents. So if you need to perhaps, you know, brush up on a bit of your um, grammar skills or what have you, maybe do a course in that. You can do those online. Just so keep practicing, keep trying, know your audience, know who you want to write for. And then you just got to be a bit persistent, I would say, and get the idea. So how I got published with Mamma Mia was a bit of a, a, bit of a cheeky one because I hadn't been um, – <laughs> getting back uh, emails back from them and they're very popular and I know that lots yeah. of people try and write for Mamma Mia so I sent an article um about going to a sex party in Sydney mm-hmm. um because <laughs> I had an in with someone I'd done an interview with for a different publication okay and I thought um if I actually went you know would they be interested in a first person opinion yeah. piece on this you know experience because I know they like a bit of salacious gossip mm. yeah click mm. you know throughs and things like that so and I got an email straight back. Yep, we'd love, wow, love you too. Wow, that's cool. So, yeah, and that's how it started. And then you kind of build relationships. So you went to a sex party? I did, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did as a journalist, as a writer, um, and I was God. undercover. It was very interesting. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so I guess um, it's so – I'm just imagining <laughs> you in a full disguise. <laughs> <laughs> so from – so. from what you've said so far, it sounds like you're kind of making your own ideas up and mm-hmm. – and and submitting it that way when can you get to the point when you're getting contracted to write certain Mm. articles yeah I mean that's so that's what everybody wants Mm. and I mean the way that the the journal I mean journalism has changed so much and I've never worked as a journalist and I don't I don't have a qualification as a journalist I am different in that I am a freelance writer and I I recognize that there is a difference um but what I think, um, if you really want to get in somewhere and you really, you know, you have to, uh, you know, apply for a job, essentially, if you want to be freelance like me and keep pitching to different um, places, that's, it's, it's a, it's a valid career, but it is, it's a lot of work to keep pitching yeah. with the ideas and every week coming up with more and more um, things to think about. And that's what, you know, I have essentially now been doing for the last four years, but I recognise that is not for everyone because it's really it can be hard work to get decent money out of that and I only do it part-time obviously I've got two ch- mm-hmm. two young children if um yeah for someone that wants to actually work where they're being given stories you know ideally you want to be based somewhere like Sydney yeah. or you yeah. know, Melbourne or Brisbane where there are um you know media companies like Mamma Mia like Channel 10 like um you know Nine where you can have a job as a contributor um full-time so they're coming to you with ideas you're sitting in pitching meetings you're working with editors they're giving you those ideas and I you know if I had to, if I live my life again I would definitely do that and I would you know base myself in a capital city where I could be available to do that unfortunately that doesn't you know work for me currently in my you know with young children I couldn't do that right now but um that's not just I wouldn't do it in the future 
Um, but it, it's certainly possible to be in a place like Newcastle or somewhere else where you are regional and work, you know, online because most of what I do is all just done by email. Um, but yes, you need you need to be very persistent to keep those. The squeaky like wheel gets the oil. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. It's, is it the same in uh, publishing and writing as because I know in media I've got I'm friends and mentor young media people and I say. I try and put them in touch with the powers that be and I say, just get in the door, just get in the door and you'll be fine. You'll Because I can see their talents and they'll, mm. they'll be fine moving on. Is it the same yeah. basically in those companies? So if you get in the door doing whatever, mm. you just work towards the full-time writing gig? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I was in Sydney, I, I, maybe by now I would have had the opportunity to have a job. And I know that jobs have come up and they've said, you know, they've said to me, would you be interested? But... I'm, I can't, you know, it's not actually physically possible for me to, to do that. And I'm quite happy at the moment to do as I do where I'm a bit, you know, I've got a bit of a portfolio happening with the podcast and with writing and I'm, I'm happy with and parenting, happy with that. Um, <laughs> There's a, yeah, that's a big part one. of your portfolio. <laughs> yeah, <my> portfolio. <laughs> Keeps me very um, Yeah, but yes, once you're in the door with an editor and I think it's really important to build those relationships, keep sending them pictures, stay in touch, be friendly be professional if you say you're going to get something done by friday get it done by friday you know be um yeah so timely if you've got a pitch that's timely you know you've you've seen something in the news that resonates with you you want to write about it now write about it send it to them you know and write that in their in their um email header like one of the um tips i got when i went to did a course at the guardian actually down in sydney and it was great about how to you know succeed as a freelance writer i think this was about 2016 and they said just write in your email header you know pitch um, and then write timely if it needs something that needs to ca- happen this week, you know, so that the editor knows they've got, you know, haven't got a lot of time. They want to know if that pitch is, needs to be looked at immediately. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about a lot of people who want to uh, have a successful blog? I know that Beck and I have a blog attached to NHM, but it doesn't get much of a run, unfortunately, because we're so busy doing everything <laughs> else. But uh, if you want to turn a blog into something that's really good and is respected and possibly uh, makes you money, how do you write a good blog and what goes and how to you making get it? your name out there compared to all the other Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think is it going really out hard. of fashion a little bit blogging now yeah, too? I feel like Instagram has yeah. kind of replaced the blog. Yeah, you I know, feel like that, that too yeah, actually. I mean really Instagram and Facebook too to some extent, but they allow for such long posts that now you see people posting mm. such you know lengthy that's true the things. instagram posts are really long they these can days be really yeah. long so they're kind of like mini blogs in that sense and people we're all time poor um <coughs> and we don't have time perhaps to read long winded blogs unless we're really interested in the content and i, I feel like those you know the, the bloggers that people know they're they got in there at the right time yeah yeah, I think it's hard now mm. to establish yourself just you? purely yeah. as a blogger. I think you're better off um, – you can have a blog, and I used to have a blog that I used for trialling ideas. You know, if I couldn't get a pitch accepted somewhere, I'd just write it on my blog, and that would be somewhere to just store that, you know, piece of writing, and it would be practice. It would be something to keep me busy that week, perhaps, if there wasn't, you know, lots of work on. I think the other tip as well, just while we're talking about tips for, you know, aspiring writers is um, – is to get to know your community locally and if you want to write but you don't and you want to support your own kind of creative writing that might be a blog that you want to do perhaps about cooking or parenting or whatever it is then look at and consider working as a copywriter on the side you know on the side is a bit of a because copywriting obviously if you're working with 
businesses and they're paying you to write their website content or media releases or things like that, that's a legitimate way of monetizing writing. And if you're a good writer and you've got the skills and the experience, but um, you know, the, the, your blog is not paying your bills, which, you know, I have certainly found that in the past, it's not going to, you know, it's very hard to make a name for yourself as a blogger, then, you know, look at other ways you can use your skills to earn money. Yeah. And I mean, publicists, really good publicists earn good money. So mm. that, that press release, if you can write it well, mm-hmm. is a great tool yeah. to have, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What about uh, if you are writing for a certain pe- publication for a number of years or whatever and they're not paying you? Yeah, this is something I get asked a lot. Um, I know friends in Melbourne have been in that situation or I, and I know uh, people who've interned at radio stations for a long time mm. without getting a gig. You know, media yeah. seems to be a bit yeah, famous Yeah, creative is terrible that yeah. for that way. You know, you don't not pay your plumber or you don't not play yeah, your accountant, right. things like that. That's so true. That right. is so yeah, true. There is an expectation. No, sorry, the toilet flush isn't <laughs> quite what we'd anticipated. It's not as robust. I'm taking 10% off. <laughs> I know. So it's a bit um, – I don't like it. You know, I don't like not being paid for for things but I also know that when I was um, starting out I did a few like for example the piece I did on travel and they told me up front that you know this won't be paid and I did a couple for other local magazines at the time like White which was a wedding magazine okay no yeah longer, um, uh, publishing I don't believe and um, and that was fine to a point and I think it's fine for anyone if you're interested in starting out if you want to see your name published and you you know you want to have a bit of a go then that's fine if the publication or the you know whoever you are writing for is only small they don't have big budgets and you're happy to provide them some content for free then you know it's a mutually beneficial exchange if it's a big publication or company and they are not paying you then I think there's something to to think Mm. about there you've got to value yourself to a point and think well you know is this worth it why are they not paying me and is this fair you know is that it's not really fair I don't think it's fair to spend hours of your time doing things for free. But, you know, if it's for a friend, if it's for a small publication, if you want to get your work out there, you're just starting to build your portfolio, perhaps you're a new graduate, you know, go for it. There's no harm in it, but I wouldn't do it for years. Yeah. And what about novels, writing a novel? I know that sometimes they don't even make you much money anymore. I don't, yeah, I don't know much. of. I know have I have friends certainly that have written novels and, yes, I don't, I hear that the money is not great because, yeah. Um, I mean, with self-publishing, you, you know, you can do it yourself now. Yep. But I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think um, like you can get some great self-published books, but you just have to be so careful with, you know, editing and, and the, the quality of the book when it comes out. And, and also you have to look at the then distributing that to bookshops and, you know, there's lots of, of um, things to think about. What about that. the e-book? Are they popular? E-books? Um, look, way back in 2011, I did an e-book with a friend. About, oh, cool. Um, yeah, and it was available for a time on Amazon. And it was, gosh, it was a lot of work. And I think, I don't know how many copies we sold. It was in the hundreds, but it was very low hundreds. And um, it was fun. Again, we both love writing. It was something we did on the side when we had very young kids. And um, it was about living in Australia as an expat um, okay. from the UK and the things you should know. And it was it was just fun fun project for, you know, we were friends. Um, I don't know where they're at at the moment. You certainly still see people reading on their Kindles and there's a real, um, they're cheap and their, you know, ebooks are great in that way. But it did take a lot of work. We had to pay someone in the end to kind of do the formatting for us. With um, If you really want to do, you know, to write a novel, you've got an idea in you, then a lot of the big publishing houses have um, something they call like 
the Friday pitch or the Monday pitch where you can just send your idea with the, perhaps the first chapter um, as a, a way to kind of get noticed and not end up in the slush pile, as they call it, you know, the <laughs> pile that yeah. sits on a publisher's desk completely unread and unnoticed. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you could have a go. I mean, I feel like if someone's really feels strongly about something and they think it's a good idea, give it a try. You just never know. And people can only say no to you, right? So have a try, um, but prepare for rejection, I think, yeah, across <laughs> yeah. all forms of writing, you know, whether you're doing a story or a novel, just prepare perhaps to not, you know, hit it first time. Very few writers do, and that's okay, you know, it's okay. But um, So what you're saying with writing is have another job on the side, basically. <laughs> yes. That's what I seem to have picked up from this story. Yes. I think it's very hard mm. to um, – certainly in my mm. – Yes, I think as a freelance writer, you're never going to make that, you know, you're never going to make being a millionaire. I mean, I don't, maybe, maybe there are a few out there. And the same as an author. I mean, I know a lot of um, authors, you know, through the Writers' Festival, but also as friends who write, but they also, they also have to do a lot of post-release of their book, of their own promotion of the book. So mm-hmm. they send um, articles about their books to various publications to help with book sales and things. Wow. So it's a never-ending, you know, cycle yeah. of, of promotion. And it's not enough just to oh. write the book. Yeah, it's not enough just to write the book. So I think you just got to um, – you've got to love it. You've got to love mm. it. You've got to want to do it. And, yeah, it's no, there's no harm in trying to supplement your love for writing with other forms of writing or communication like copywriting, working in public relations, working in marketing and just kind of, um, yeah, be having – having it as part of a portfolio career get your feel however you can well there you go mama writes uh we hope that helped you out with your writing journey mamas nhm i got it from my mama for the little unicorn explore play discover grow